Hello and welcome to The Other Marthas, the show where a drama student and a film graduate try to make sense of things we wish we were qualified in instead, with an emphasis on history, mystery and all things morbid. A quick disclaimer before we get started, we don't claim to be experts in any of the fields we'll be discussing, so while everything we say will be based on individual research, it's all a bit of fun and we suggest that you take everything we say with a pinch of salt. I'm Martha, I'm the drama student. And I'm the other Martha, the film graduate. So Martha, what are you going to be telling me about today? Today I am going to be telling you about the adventures of Ernest Shackleton <gasps> and the Endurance. Oh, okay. <laughs> so when I started researching this, mm. I was like, wow, so fun and cool. And I was so proud of myself. And I went downstairs and I said to my mum, oh, I'm going to be talking about Ernest Shackleton. Oh, and yeah. I started to explain what I was going to be talking about. And she went, oh, everyone knows who Ernest Shackleton is. And I was like... <laughs> I am so sorry that it's not as niche as I believed him to be. So I didn't know it was like quite a popular yeah. story. Well, the thing is, I think like I know random staples of it, I think. But at the same time, I couldn't tell you which Arctic or Antarctic things are him and which ones are Captain Scott. And I couldn't tell you the actual blow by blow details of the mission. Or I can't even remember if it went wrong or not just to clarify because my mum will listen to this and be like <laughs> i wasn't that mean she wasn't that mean um but you know for the drama <laughs> and the emotions effect. that the emotions that it gave me felt like she was being that yeah mean to me. yeah i see that first of all martha i'd like to ask you a question oh go on would you answer in the positive to an advertisement in the paper that said this low wages Bitter cold, long hours of complete darkness, safe return, doubtful, honour and recognition in event of success. Oh, the thing is, I'm the kind of person who might. It's probably the kind of thing that I'd read and go, oh, I should go for this, but I wouldn't actually. Okay, well, that was um, Shackleton's advertisement. That's incredible. That he put into the paper to find his crew for his expedition. Also, but to be fair, it covers your ass though, doesn't it? Like, you're not going to... It does, because, yeah, if he's like, you guys are going to have so much fun yeah. and it's horrible, like, he could, at least, like, when it, if it all goes wrong, he can be like, I mean, I did say. Yeah, like, he's even, he's covered for them not returning safely. So if their families are like, my son <laughs> If their families are like, my son died on this mission... I want to sue the estate of Ernest Shackleton. They can be like, it was literally advertised that they probably would, so. Despite my mother's conviction that everybody knows who Ernest Shackleton is, I think I'll just give a little bit, a miniature background Please on do. him for those who aren't such geniuses. In 1908, Shackleton, who was an Irish explorer, I believe he was a sir as well, uh, led an expedition to Antarctica. Sir Shackleton. Sir <laughs> He led an expedition to Antarctica and claimed some of it and called it Victoria Land Plateau for the crown. And some members of his party were also the first to summit Mount Erebus, which is Antarctica's second largest volcano. Okay. Has so the largest volcano so he, been scaled? I can't even tell you where Antarctica is. Don't be getting me to tell you all about the highest volcano on Antarctica. Oh, okay. I don't even I'm know sorry. where it is. We'll just we'll cut that. Even though his advert was a bit um, precarious yeah. and forewarning that everyone might die, mm. he did have some acclaim to his name. 
because mm-hmm. he'd already done one good one and everyone was like love him to the Antarctic. so yeah just told you that all right jesus christ <laughs> <laughs> yeah you said he'd done a successful mission i didn't know where oh i see I wait he led an expedition to antarctica yeah and i thought that was your preface to this no this is before this okay well i didn't know that so there we go well sucks for you that you're not in my brain because then you would have known that shackleton's all like i want to go back to antarctica Mm -hmm. and uh scott and another guy had already claimed the south pole oh yeah so cernist was like i need to one-up those lads so what I'm going to well, do... Well, he'd one-up those I'm... lads by returning alive, really, wouldn't he? says, I'm going to one-up those lads. I am going to cross the whole continent mm-hmm. via the South Pole. Okay. And he would be the first ever person to do it. And so mm. he organised these two teams um, to create supply drops along the route. Mm-hmm. All this drama, all this planning. Shackleton <laughs> got many people volunteering in response to the advert and he carefully selected 27 members for his immediate crew so on the 5th of december 1914 endurance which was their ship mm-hmm. left the shore of south georgia island okay. my understanding of south georgia island is that it is not south georgia okay. of america yeah it i was isn't. gonna say it's an island near antarctica called south georgia island got you that's my understanding and it is a poor understanding <laughs> i didn't do geography again i did history oh god not this again <laughs> come to bite us in the bum yeah one of our old arguments will come back during this case as well you'll love it oh so, no yeah endurance was one of the best ships of its day when navigating icy conditions because it had a sturdy hull an 85 inch thick keel Hold on, let me and just, with my fingers, 85 inches. Martha is and then counting 10... inches. 85 inches was enough of a measurement, It's thick, Martha. it's thick. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, it, inches are, are so... I inches are really small. And so 85 inches, to me, doesn't necessarily translate What's to a concrete thickness. inches in feet? The answer is 7.08 feet. Okay, so not so at all what I giant. said, but big. Yeah, bad maths, Martha. And a 350 horsepower steam engine. Endurance oh, so could many ram... horses. Shush! <laughs> Endurance could ram and break through the ice. Okay. Is all I want to tell you. Sorry, that's fantastic. So many horses. I sometimes feel like horsepower is underestimated as a thing. Because we don't think about it, but like one horse is powerful. You know, one horse can kick a man and kill him or can drive a horse and cart quite fast. 350 horses like kicking at ice, that's a lot. Yes, but it's not the power of a horse kicking a person. It's the power of a horse walking. But still, that's, yeah, that, well, that's a lot of horses, which I'm sure everyone else already surmised. The 18th of January, 1915, when pack ice started to build up around the ship. Pack ice is basically big floaty bits of ice that like to join together and 
trap ships. They yes. love it. They can't get enough of it. And so even though the Endurance was good at ramming through ice, mm. it can't just ram endlessly, like through miles of ice. Like eventually the ice needs to move, yeah. you know? Yeah. There was also a weakness in the Endurance, which was that if the pack ice got round the sides and started to close in, the ship would be crushed by the ice. It was all at the keel and the hull, the protection. Mm. Yeah, but the sides weren't great. That appears to be an oversight, really. You just you just kind of want to build a strong ship. <laughs> I just think that they probably couldn't build one like that. It's only the yeah, probably nineteen fourteen. It's only they haven't had the first. They haven't had the first world war yet, so they don't know how to build things. Anything. I... Nothing was built before the first world war. That's science. I, I... okay, okay. Wasn't the Titanic nineteen twelve? People are. You know, bad at building bad boats at ships at this in that point. time. Yeah. Yeah. 24th of January, they get stuck. The ship is all iced up and it cannot move. Oh, no. And they were less than 100 miles from land at this point, but yeah. they are trapped in this ice island that's floating around around oh. them could they like pretend that the island is just their new bigger ship and like paddle off the edge of this iceberg i think it's quite massive yeah fair enough so they would have probably needed more than 28 men oh yeah i forgot there's not many of them yeah so every day the crew were crushing and soaring at the ice um to try and release some of the pressure because they don't necessarily want to escape. They just want the ship not to be crushed. Crushed. Mm -hmm. And so they're like soaring away at the ice, bashing it. And they develop a plan that they are going to try and allow the ship enough movement to be able to ram through the ice. The ice at the front of the ship was too strong to be rammed through, even though they'd done all this work. Our lad Shackleton, if you mm -hmm. recall him, he is like, the only way that we're going to survive this is we're going to have to wait until spring. The way that they had to do that was to keep crushing and soaring the ice off of the ship endlessly. Yeah. They also removed weight from the ship because they were hoping that if the ship was lighter, if the ice came in to crush them, instead of going down, the ship might go up. <laughs> no, I see and that. So, Just like so they took like loads of stuff off of it they took the dogs off of it oh god um yeah just you wait until the dogs so no um, this is right i was gonna say this is one of the things one of the legends that i remember from one of the missions to do with dogs that's quite nasty so i assume based on your foreshadowing it's this one whilst waiting for spring they endured blizzards and freezing winds and all the ice and horrible things. So obviously they're them waiting out till spring, cool. But why why is it safer for them to make the decision to not try at all to move forwards? You know, if they move forwards and they're they're trying to move forwards and they're stuck, then like fine, they'll have to wait till spring anyway. But why is that more dangerous? Do you know what I mean? I wonder if they might have only had a certain amount of fuel for the engine. Oh, that makes sense. Because it's cold. If it would I just think, use stuff yeah yeah so then it's like well we're using all the coal up and we've tried Might as well just yeah yeah that makes sense i'll take that thank you because 
because it might be that the ice in spring won't melt all the way. They'll still have to ram it, but it just won't be as strong. He managed to keep all of the crew under control because he gave them all their own little routine of stuff oh, yeah. they had to do at certain times every single day so that they stayed busy and didn't panic. Mm-hmm. Um, they also played football on the ice, which is a fun Yeah, so I think that's like useful, useful tip for lockdown. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Oh, nicely done. Woo, linking to current events. They had to keep shoveling and sawing away the ice. I watched a video of, I don't think it was them, but I watched a old film of some men sawing ice and it took like six men to operate this ice saw. Oh, wow. It's like a big thing with loads of pulleys and they were trying to save the ship so it wasn't crushed so they could all go home in the spring. Lovely, glorious. However... spring came the ice did not melt oh no and the crew kept hearing cracks um Uh while they were on the ship which was clearly the wood breaking and Mm. Ernest was like hey don't worry it's just some whales that are cracking away the ice and everyone was like that's not true the ship is breaking summer came and went more ice formed Oh my god. And the ship was starting to deteriorate. I think in spring I'd be like, oh fair enough, sometimes spring's cold. But when it's been summer, it's it's not gonna get better. It's not getting better from there. Yeah. So what what would you um, then do if it were a case of like, okay, so I'm not going to be able to get my ship through this ice? Like, would mm-hmm. you put in a Mayday call at that point? I would have put a Mayday call when you got stuck. January 18th. That's when my Mayday call was. Like, my out. ship is not fit for purpose. Let's go back. Better yeah, the ship. That, that would be my thoughts. But at the same time, I think if they had the opportunity to do that, they would have done that by now. So I, I reckon yeah. they don't have a communication. Anyway, summer's been and gone. Summer's been and gone. October 27th. Oh, God. Shackleton gives the order to abandon the ship. Oh. <gasps> Da, da, da. And he told them. They could them, have done it earlier and taken like the dogs and the provisions. No, because here's my theory of why they didn't do it earlier. Because I was mm. just thinking, wait, so if summer's come and the ice hasn't melted, why don't you leave? Go. Yeah. But they have to travel over the ice. Mm. And so if, yeah, it might not be melting around the ship, but the ice will be a lot weaker ah. further on. So then they're waiting for ice. it to get a bit colder to. That's my guess. The... I don't Maybe. know why he set off in december though that's true that's really weird what you doing (laughs) shackers mate he did a little speech and he told everyone that they will get home and do you want to know the immortal words that he spoke about how they would get home yes please he said we're going home (laughs) great that could be quite easily misinterpreted like someone turns on the engine and starts backing the ship out and he's like no 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 we we're going at an undisclosed I'm sh- point i'm sure he said abandon ship we're going home obviously by now the original mission has been abandoned okay right. and the only goal is to get not on a massive iceberg floating around okay um, so is there are uh, so so is it that right from the ship they're just trying to get like somewhere that means that they can get home as opposed to yeah they're not aiming they're not aiming for Antarctica anymore because I see had I enough. see 
Fair enough. Fair enough. I don't know. You've been all that way. You might as well stick it out. But... Yeah, I, I thought they would, but I think it is sensible that they're not. So they'd been on the ship for 281 days, and that's just stuck in the ice. That's not travelling. Oh, my well. God. Go mad. So maybe you wouldn't feel like trekking across Antarctica <laughs> uh, at that point. Yeah. So they made a camp on the ice one mile away from the ship, mm. and they spent about a month salvaging endurance for supplies. Mm-hmm. Um, so they had food, and they also had three lifeboats. Okay. But food was running low. And then one of the videos I watched said, and they had no way to get more provisions, except they did uh-huh. because they hunted seals and ate penguins. Ah, okay. So. What an interesting claim for that person to have made. <laughs> I, I know. I think they were like trying to make it more dramatic, but they could still be quite dramatic. Hunt. They spent this month salvaging the ship and then on november 21st 1915 endurance is crushed by the ice and disappears nasty so they're like we better go yeah because we haven't got a ship anymore and so they set off on their little adventure december 20th not sure why it took him so long but december 20th ernest decides that they'll aim for paulette island um, which in his mind is the nearest land to them. Oh, this is sounding horribly like the Moby Dick story where they're like, I yeah. I think the At whatever least it is. So island. they're not going, I don't want to go to the nearest land because I think <laughs> there are cannibals there. Yeah, that's a good point. Which is uh if you haven't listened to our Moby Dick episode, check it out. It's a good time. Yeah. And if if you want a little blurb listen to the hit single tv and no sexton so he decides paulette island mm-hmm. he thinks it's the nearest land it's actually 350 miles away oh no so they set off but as they're walking towards paulette island the ice is basically treadmilling them away <laughs> from where they're trying to go and it's floating in the opposite direction oh no yeah and so on this fun little hike they go on, um, they have to start eating their sled dogs. Oh, yeah. Which is very sad because they're very cute little dogs. The guy who's like second in command is quoted to have said, I have known many men I would rather have shot than those dogs. Oh. <laughs> which I think is funny. And if he said it at the time, if I was on the crew, I would have been like, uh, yeah, shot and ate or just shot. Like, just take the firearms away from this man. Yeah, maybe Frank shouldn't have the firearms. (laughs) So, um, the journey was also really difficult because there were breaks in the ice, and the breaks in the ice were so wide that they had to sail across on their lifeboats. But every time they got into the water, they all got really wet and then froze and then were cold and miserable forever. Yeah. Because there's no... um, firewood oh of course and you're like even if there was you can't really light a fire on ice very well because as soon as yeah but as soon as the like even if you managed to get a fire going it would immediately start melting the ice which would put the fire out oh yeah i forgot about water one fortunate part of this story is that the ice was actually merrily floating towards elephant island oh good and so they did manage to get off of the ice (laughs) 
Well done. And on to land. And it was the first time that they had stood on land in 497 days. So they had been walking for like 210 days on the ice. Oh my God. And how... Nightmare. um, This might sound like a stupid question, but how did they actually ascertain that like where the land was because presumably the land was also incredibly iced up and just like a white expanse well they were there on the 15th of april and Mm. so there may have been grass but also they did have unlike our little friend from moby dick (laughs) did have a sextant sextant. (laughs) they hunt the local wildlife to refill their provisions but they still had no way to send a message and no ship was going to be passing elephant island yeah oh dear start a new life i guess yeah that's not what ernest thought ernest took five men on one of the lifeboats and went to find help so he took one month of supplies because his reasoning was that if they didn't find help in a month they'd be dead anyway Um, Because they would just be in the Antarctic ocean waters. Yeah. And so might as well leave it for the guys on the island who might then have a better chance of living. Um, Yeah, fair enough. Quite noble. The lifeboat was 20 feet long. They planned to go to South Georgia Island, our favourite place, which was 900 miles away. Oh my God. Yeah, and um, South Georgia Island itself was 100 miles long and 20 miles wide. Would you like to try and work that one out with your hands? or? Uh, yeah, just give me a minute. It's big, but not for an island. <laughs> no, it's small. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but it's big for a boat. So... It's big for a boat, yes, but it's an island. <laughs> yeah. It's big for a cat, Martha. What are you talking about? <laughs> because it was so small, it was going to take some really good navigation to find... Yes. In the middle of a massive ocean. They had to cross a particular part of this ocean, which has a name, but I didn't write it down, um, that had 50 foot high waves. Oh my God. (laughs) Hold on. (laughs) And the tea is Mm. that, as I've said before, if you get if you get wet in freezing water, then you get cold and then you die. Yeah. Ernest gave command to Frank Wilde, our favourite man from before who wanted to shoot men instead of dogs. Yeah. Because apparently they were best friends. And it said in one of the videos I watched that they could finish each other's sentences. Oh, cute. (laughs) Which is so cute. It's such a cute way of saying, like, they understood each other. Yeah, I like that. Is um, Um, Just to to clarify something, did did they have to um, kill and eat all of the sledding dogs before they reached... Oh yes, they they ate them all by the thirtieth of March. Oh, so they had like a month on no dogs. Half a month. Half a month. Okay. Eh, Yeah, that's all right. I could do that. Um, (laughs) I've survived. Well, they didn't. Twenty three years on no dogs. Yeah, exactly. The weird thing is though, is that oh, maybe it's not weird. They were supplementing their diet with the dogs, so they hadn't run out of provisions. But oh, they were, they were like, adding Ooh. dog into the diet because then they could keep the provisions for longer. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. The other argument for killing and eating their dogs was that the dogs were eating more meat than the men. Ah. Which isn't ideal. Yeah. In a survival situation. 
in normal life. Oh, the doggos. They had a plan if Ernest didn't send rescue by spring, Mm. Frank was to try and find a whaling post on another island. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think the plan was to send groups if help didn't come Mm. to either everyone's off the island because they've all sailed away and not come back or we're all dead I don't know okay um so on the 24th of April 1916 Ernest and five little sailor guys um set off and already pack ice is forming behind them (gasps) don't get trapped again Ernest you'll really kick yourself (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> At least this time they could just like get onto the ice and just walk You'll really and, like, carry kick the boat. Yourself. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, I would kick myself if I got got by the same ice twice. Um, they were going 60 miles a day. Okay. The ship was freezing, ice was building up, and the men were soaked and freezing. And also, every time a wave came over the boat mm. and filled the boat with water, it would then freeze. And oh. then the boat would get really heavy yeah. because it was full of freezing water. Jeez. So they had to chip away at it and they also had to throw away sleeping bags because the sleeping bags got soaked through and then froze. Oh. And also spare oars because they were also too heavy. Um, they experienced massive storms on the crossing. On day five, they were nearly capsized by a gale. And on day 11, another gale came. Within 14 days, they spotted South Georgia Island. 14 days! That's two weeks of being on a freezing little boat. Damn, I'm impressed with them, though. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah, they've done a good job. Mm. Um, on May 10th, they reached South Georgia Island, and it took a whole day to land <laughs> because they landed in this bay called I think it's called like King Hopkin Bay that's how they say it I don't know um which is on the south side of the island it was like super rocky so they couldn't land there but their boat was so damaged that they couldn't get round to the other side of the island to park the boat so they had to get out on the rocks yeah I'm not a boat person I don't know the words and I don't um, know dock yeah I guess so uh, anyway, well, these are all good words. <laughs> so they had to climb rocks, ice, and glaciers. Glaciers. Which are we going for? Uh, apparently, glaciers is, is technical. As the as the person who did do geography, I remember them saying glaciers. But Ooh, for once, my my pronunciation's correct. Um, well, it's just whenever I say anything, anyone's like, "Oh, you mean to say it this way, do you?" And it's like. No, I don't mean to say it that way, actually. Thanks very much for <laughs> being so condescending to me. You know who you are. But I, do I mean, I feel that's entirely to me, so... No, it's not you. The glaciers were... Get ready, get those little paws ready again, Martha, to start your measuring. Oh, oh, oh. 5,000 feet high. Just a minute. Tie. <laughs> this is such bad maths, Martha. Just accept it's a lot of feet. Do you want it in metres? Yes, that would help. What's 5,000 feet in metres? 1,524 metres. Does that help? Yeah, because the 1,500 metre race was was eight times round the track 
and eight um, times. I, eight, I know why I didn't round do it. Dark. So hold on, let me just unfold that track. Eight you times unfold it and head. I'll tell the story because no one <laughs> wants to listen to you in your it's mind big. palace. I know. <laughs> I don't know why I'm doing this. I know it's not entertaining. Shut me up. Cernist and two men made the journey. They left three men behind because they were too weak source for it. And they took Mm. three days worth of food. They were aiming for a whaling station on the island. However, Cernist hadn't been there for two years. So it might have been abandoned by that point. Because here's the tea. The whaling people would turn up, kill all the whales and then leave when they'd killed all the whales. Always, yeah. So, yeah, he hadn't been there for two years, Martha, because uh, he was stuck on the ice, if you remember. Yeah, yeah, I, I did sort of think of that as you were saying the, la- the last bit. May 19th, they set off. They climb a 2,000-foot glacier, a 25-foot waterfall. Then they find some children, and they're like, children, a sign of civilization, brilliant. And they talk to these children, and the children run screaming away from them because they look so scary. Oh, no. Yeah, which is kind of funny because they're like the first other humans they've seen in (laughs) like like, three years. Oh, bless. Oh, that's great, though. Um, Presumably they run after the children. I hope not. That's really creepy. No, but like if you need civilization and you're in the middle of nowhere and there's just like three kids playing and then they go, mummy, and run away. You're like, ah, there's a mummy. And then you follow, follow, follow the children. He's been there before. He doesn't need to stalk children who are scared of him. He knows right, that's, that's good. So, <laughs> well done, um, they, they meet with the station captain who... Um, Ernest was pals with and right. the station captain didn't recognise him because he looked so different because of all his oh. beard and hair and tan and everything. Mm. Frostbite props. Yeah. So the station captain sends a ship to rescue the three men who couldn't make the walk. Mm-hmm. However, rescuing the 22 men left on Elephant Island was much harder because mm. by this point, World War One was Oh, raging. God, yeah. And all the good ships so, went to that. Yeah, so they contacted the British who were like, Soz, we're a bit busy with a world <laughs> war, which you've managed to escape a lot of by being stuck in the ice. Yeah. Um, in some ways, I, I know this is like not ideal to be stuck on the ice for two years, but mm. these men um, It was escaped. a good time to have done it if they were going to yeah. do it at some point. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a time to point. get stuck on the ice if you're going to yeah like it well it would be awful and also i mean at that point they wouldn't have known that they were escaping the world war but um i feel like i would prefer to at least be in a predicament where it's like well this is horrific conditions but we're not against each other and yeah well you know not... rather than being like also freezing but in a trench and your mates keep being getting bombed down and you're being shot at and everything is yeah horrible oh yeah and you're having I mean, to kill that's true i mean they did have to kill their dogs that's true but it, there's i mean <laughs> there's something something there's a small there's a difference uh, frank wild frank yeah yeah so um there's no help from the british ernest gets a ship from south georgia island yeah because it's a whaling station he gets a whaling ship and he tries to rescue um 
the lads from Elephant Island, but there was too much ice. Uh-huh. And he tried and failed three more times. Oh, bless him. And then they all died. Really? No. Um, <laughs> the Here comes our old argument. Uh, the Chilean government... Oh, thank God. Provided... I thought it was going to be the albatross and I could not deal with that. <laughs> <laughs> no, an albatross came and to the sky and came them an all albatross. <laughs> No, the Chilean government provided a small tug called the Yelcho... And on August 20th... Um, so I'm sorry, is a tug a kind of boat? Because it sounds yeah, it's to like me that they just those... went, ooh! <laughs> like no, they no, just it's gave like the kind of stocky, stocky steam-powered boats. Oh, yeah, I see. Yeah. That go... Yeah. And they set off on the 20th of August, Cernist is aboard, and... It arrives and rescues the men from Elephant Island. And then they oh. all headed off to Chile. The end. Oh, fantastic. Oh, that had a so much happier ending than I thought. Yeah. Meanwhile, I do want to say a bit weird that they all just go off to Chile. To because Chile. Yeah. Yeah. That's not where they're from. So no. weird that they went there. But okay. I mean, I guess if they just wanted to be somewhere that wasn't frozen but was relatively close. Oh, yeah, true, warm and stuff. Yeah, well, actually, mind you, it really depends where you go in Chile because there there are some really, really no, the... icy bits as well. But I'd go to the warm part, I think. Yeah, uh, me too, for sure. Um, I actually mm. have something that I know about that mission that I learned off QI, if you're interested. Oh, yes, please do tell me. Lovely. On the Shackleton mission on Christmas Day, they decided they wanted to have a Christmas meal. But obviously all they had was, you know, not Christmas meal stuff. So they tried, they made, yeah, they made a Christmas pudding, which was made up of, if I remember correctly, it was like a biscuit, four raisins and some meths. (laughs) And they put it in a sock and just... I cooked it a bit and had it and then they tried to make mulled wine which was like more meths plus like three raisins it was just they just put raisins in some crap that shouldn't be eaten and then had it I would have been so if I was on this expedition I would have been like guys stop messing around <laughs> cooking your sock because we need to keep going why are we just sitting down cooking a They're sock like, no we're making raisin sock pudding and also I also love that they did um that they drank the meths because what meths is is just ethanol with stuff added to it that makes it not safe for human consumption i mean obviously don't drink meths not good for no. you watched a video about a man who went blind from drinking it so oh, jesus good just but... why would you in a survival situation fair enough but like yeah if you if you're just like oh i fancy well... drinking a huge amount and the least you can do is not drink the stuff that's also poison he brewed his own moonshine and accidentally oh, got meth in it. Well, not meth. <laughs> Meths. Methanol. Yeah. Methylated spirits. Not not meth. Mm, so yeah. wait, what's meth um, short for? Also, methanol. Oh, is it? You mean the drug? Yeah. Because meths is anyway, methylated I, spirits. While I'm looking though. while no, while I'm looking this up, I want to tell you about um 
I feel like we've done um, Cernus Shackleton a uh, disservice because, oh. sorry, it's so funny that on Google, the first thing that comes up when I type what's meth comes up, what's meth in Spanish? <laughs> I so imagine it's meth. Good. And then the second or one meth. is, what's meth lab short for? That's so weird. Oh, methamphetamine, like... of course. Oh, we are stupid. Well, oh well. So, would you put that disclaimer in the, the podcast? Yeah, we do literally have that. So we don't know what we're talking about, and I don't know where Antarctica is, and I just told the story <laughs> set on it. So, um, no, what I want to say about Cernist is that mm. when he came back after this little adventure he had, he did actually join the army and oh wow, um, was a captain and fought in First World War. Just want to say oh. that because. I think he fought in Russia and somewhere else that was cold because they were like, oh, ah. he's been to the Antarctic. He'll be fine. Um, let's send Poor him there. Guy. my God. Well, he volunteered. Yeah. And he became a captain. It's not like he's down in the trenches. No, that's true, actually. That's I mean, he might point. have been down in the trenches. I, I don't know. I don't, but he's a captain, so. Thank you for listening to the Other Martha's podcast, the show where a drama student and a film graduate talk about things we have no business talking about. If you enjoyed today's episode, please do follow us on all of the various podcast sites or subscribe to our YouTube channel or both if you want to be the best person ever. Okay, bye.